Hey, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Preacher Boys podcast. I make this show for you, and I hope that you really enjoy it. I have a lot of people that ask me how they can support the show financially, and you can do that by heading over to patreon.com slash preacherboys. You're going to get access to exclusive content, including early releases of episodes. I've got a couple episodes right now that have been released at least a month early over on Patreon. You've got access to things like unique merch, depending on what tier you join, and you get access to some behind-the-scenes content that I'm posting within the group. So head over to patreon.com slash preacherboys and become a member over there today. Every single supporter helps make this show a little bit more possible, especially as I continue to add additional episodes and content every single week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get back to the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Trigger warning. This podcast contains descriptions of various abusive situations. Listener discretion is advised. You are listening to the Preacher Boys Podcast, a podcast shedding light on decades of mental, physical, and sexual abuse within the independent fundamental Baptist movement. The testimonies shared on this podcast are told from the personal experience and perspective of the survivors. Not all legal outcomes are known or final. Any suspect is presumed innocent until proven guilty in the court of law. Now, here is your host, Eric Skwarzynski. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Preacher Boys podcast. Today's guest is Ashley Easter. Ashley is the founder of Courage 365, a nonprofit organization that inspires and transforms countless abuse survivors' lives through a community of understanding, inspiration, and empowerment. I recently joined the board for Courage 365, and I'm excited to talk a little bit about my role and involvement on today's conversation with Ashley. But the thing I'm most excited to share with you is about the 30 Days of Courage that's happening in October. We're going to talk about this event in depth on this episode and what you can come to expect. But at any time you want to find out more details, be sure to head over to courage365.org slash 30. That's courage365.org slash the word 30. All right, let's get into my conversation with Ashley Easter. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Preacher Voice podcast. Ashley, thank you for joining me again on the show. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be back. Last time was a blast. And I just, I love 
all the things that you're doing on your podcast, um, just the awareness that you've created. And so it's, it's really an honor to be here. I know last time we dove pretty deep into your story and just your kind of personal, uh, I always want to say testimony. Uh, it's got that, <laughs> that church background kicks in, uh, but your kind of personal experience with, you know, the church and your upbringing and, uh, um, you know, it's interesting you called it a blast because uh, we've gotten to some heavy, uh, heavy topics. <laughs> um, but I, I really want to talk now about what you're doing in the advocacy space. I know we touched on it quite a bit in the last episode. Um, but one of the things I mentioned to you before we hit record is I'm really good, I think, at content. Like I'm good at sounding the alarm. I'm good at, you know, raising my arms up at the end saying something bad's happening. Uh, but when it comes to you know, building systems to help people when it comes to um, kind of that really intensive first aid or creating curriculum, like it's really hard for me to wrap my mind around it. And so uh, tell me a little bit about kind of the resources you've created, uh, the organization you've started to build, and uh, we'll kind of kind of roll from there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first, when I say blast, um, I guess maybe that's a loaded term because <laughs> anytime someone's going to go back and listen and be like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> long episode. <laughs> anytime I get to release my story out there, I feel like there is impact. So there's mm -hmm. like a blast that is created. And I think that's true of all survivor stories. And so anytime I get an opportunity to share and it could impact somebody else. That's really important to me. And that's really the reason I started Courage 365. What I found was when I shared my story online, hundreds of people reached out to me and said they had very similar experiences. A lot of them had had abuse in church or faith contexts or in Christian families and homes. They'd been shunned and um, really just put down not only from the abuse, but for talking about it and asking for help. And they felt so alone and isolated. They felt like nobody got it, that they were the only ones. And I knew that wasn't true because I'm getting hundreds of people telling me basically the same thing, that I feel alone, I've experienced abuse, and this is what's happened to me. And so I had this intuitive hit that I needed to start a conference. And again, I'm very young. I think at the time I was 23, 24, I'd never hosted like a big event before, but my intuition said, you know, start an event, call it the Courage Conference. There's going to be 200 people there. And um, then it gave me a couple of other parameters and I was just like, okay, I, I'm a believer in intuition. I'm going to go for it. And so my husband and I, we planned this event called the Courage Conference in Lynchburg, Virginia in 2016. And 120 people came in person, 80 people live streamed online. And for some people, this is the first time they talked about their story. For some people, this is the first time they were in a room with other survivors. And we had speakers who were mental health professionals, legal experts, mm -hmm. survivors sharing their stories. And it was just this connective time. And so we continued to have that event in person until the pandemic hit. And then we turned it online. And when we turned it online, we reached exponentially more people. Yeah. And we called it something different, the 30 days of courage. So instead of one event, um, it's an event over 30 days. And we 
began our own nonprofit and we got into curriculum, you know, like different things that we're creating for survivors and free resources. And it's just um, gotten bigger from there. Yeah. I, I, I'm curious before kind of talking a little bit about the uh, event that's going on now, I want to talk about the live event side. And this is partly just out of my own curiosity, but something I think for pastors who are listening or for people who are considering uh, events or doing live in-person workshops or retreats or whatever uh, that idea is, how do you go about creating an event that does feel safe for survivors? And, you know, because I, I always go like everybody's story may share similarities, but everyone's responses are different. Everyone's level of ability to talk about it or listen to things about it is different. And it's what's kept me from really pursuing anything like that. I've I've thought about like, oh, we could do a Preacher Boys this, you know, or we could do some kind of gathering. But I always get scared. Like, I don't want to be the reason that somebody, you know, gets triggered by something or or someone like was making good progress and they heard someone say something that wasn't quite right at an event. Like, uh, how did you go about making sure it was a safe and, you know, helpful environment as opposed to just being a really triggering kind of environment? Right. That's a, an excellent question. And I would say it's impossible to be perfect at this um, for a number of reasons, but one of which being everybody has different triggers. Everybody has different things that make them feel safe and unsafe. And those are valid feelings for every person. And it is honestly impossible to account for every single trigger that could happen. And I think that we have done our best to try to remind people that we can't promise to be perfect in our sense of safety and community. And I think even in doing that, that provides another layer of a sense of safety and community because dangerous places will often say we are completely, totally safe. And, you know, there's, there's not that realization that you can't always mitigate every trauma trigger that pops up. Right. Um, so I want to be clear about that, that it is impossible to create a hundred percent safe space. Even for a therapist, a therapist can't even know all the triggers their clients may have. But being upfront about that is is a big thing. Um, so people know when they're coming into this space that um, that is possible, but that we are doing our best and that we have different safeguards in place to try to make this as safe as possible and as helpful and empowering as possible. So when we have speakers come, whether it's our panelists or whether it is our main speakers, we give them not only our values at Courage 365, which um, includes, you know, equality uh, for people of color, for women, for LGBTQ individuals. We talk about um, really what our focus is and we make sure that our speakers read and agree to our values. But then we give them a speaker sensitivity list. And we have them read over that and agree to that. Now, again, does that mean every speaker is going to be absolutely perfect in this? No, but we really do our best to, at the front end, talk to our speakers about the importance of their language and the words that they use. And not to get into too much graphic detail, but to focus on parts of their story that people can resonate with without sensationalizing in a way that 
is maybe not necessary for the medium. Um, and also, we always focus on what what steps we can take towards healing and empowerment. And so our whole focus is less about the nitty gritty of how it felt to be in the moment of trauma and more about this happened to me, now what? Now, I'm going to get you back into today's episode in just a moment. But first, I want to thank the sponsor that is making today's episode possible. And that sponsor is Factor. Factor creates no prep, no mess meals. You can meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So, no matter how busy you are, no matter how many podcasts you're recording, going up and down the stairs, trying to take meetings, whatever you're doing, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. And I can say this from experience. They were kind enough to send me a couple of meals for this week. And I enjoyed one just shortly before reading this ad. And it is amazing. And with 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. You can make your day delicious from breakfast to dessert and stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. And these aren't meals that skimp on quality either. You've got things like filet mignon, shrimp, blackened salmon, and so much more. So if you want to try it, go head over to factormeals.com slash preacherboys50 and use code preacherboys50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code preacherboys50 at factormeals.com slash preacherboys50. 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Go check out Factor and now check out the rest of this episode. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Yeah, I think that's that's really helpful. And it's something, you know, and, th- and this is one of the reasons we can talk about, obviously we've partnered uh, directly on a lot of things, but it's one of the reasons that I resonate with the way you approach things is that I see a lot of people in the advocacy space that tend to do what you just said. They sensationalize or they focus on the horrific details. And I think there's a place for that. And I've certainly, yeah. you know, I think the type of show that I do has necessitated going into that a little bit more than say uh, yes. some of the projects you've worked on. But on some level, like I've always wanted it to be that the show is more actionable, you know, that it's more about where are you now? What's helped you get to this point now? Because it, a lot can, you know, I mean, I can't really think of another term. I mean, it's trauma porn, you know, it's like, what's the mm-hmm. most horrific 
thing that happened. We'll talk about that for 45 minutes and then we'll have five minutes of, if you need help, call the suicide hotline, you know? And it's like, that's not a approach to talk about this sort of thing. Um, But I I think the other thing you hit on that's important, and I hope people understand going to these events or being around this is for people who are in the audience listening, I think we have to spend a lot of time really trying to understand the intent of the person speaking. And then I think the speaker has to have a lot of focus on the impact of what they're saying. Mm -hmm. Because there's been a plenty of times I've said things that don't land right for people, and that's going to happen. But I've always tried to go back to like my intent saying it was this, you know, but I recognize the harmfulness of the impact of what I actually said. And, um, you know, I think if both sides can kind of focus on those two things, it can really help um, a lot of these kind of disastrous interactions that happen with with uh, advocates and, and with the audiences or survivors that are listening. Absolutely. And one last thing I want to mention around that is I'm I'm a survivor myself. And so when I say this, I'm speaking to myself. But um we are adults now. Our audience at Courage 365 is not children. Um, we are adults, and it is a sign of growth um, when we decide what environments we want to put ourselves in. Um, and realizing where we are at and what we can reasonably handle. And that is not to say that we aren't surprised by triggers because there was a day a couple weeks ago where I started looking down this rabbit hole and I was like, oh yeah, this is fine. And you know, all this stuff. And then just bam, I was triggered and I was up all night and I wasn't expecting that. So that totally can happen. But also I think we need to take some responsibility for ourselves to take care of our own mental health and to realize when, you know what, this isn't really going to be beneficial to me right now. Um, and taking some autonomy for ourselves around what situations we put ourselves in um, and when. And sometimes you can handle something on this day and it's really helpful. And then on another day where you're already feeling really low, that's not a great place to re-engage with that topic. Yeah. And learning ourselves that – that takes a lot of hard work, but that's something I'm learning for me that just because I'm triggered doesn't necessarily mean the the person did something wrong. Right. There's a difference between somebody actively harming you and there being something that they did that reminds you of something that happened in the past, yeah. but isn't what they're doing to you right now. So colors, for instance, you know, if somebody is wearing a certain color or something like that, it is a legitimate trauma trigger for that to have a response in your body if that reminds you of the abuse. But that doesn't necessarily mean a person wearing that color had malicious intent, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and just kind of piecing that out in our minds. Yeah. And there's no shame in that either, you know, because I think, I think sometimes the conversation goes like, you're an adult, so handle it. You know, it's like, that's right, not how the right. mind works. No, um, but no. you know, it's okay to say I can't this day, or, you know, I've told yes. people like, if you can't listen to my show, like it's okay. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? If, if you yeah. can't be in my Facebook group, it's okay. If you can't it be okay. on the page, you know, it's okay. You know, but then on the flip side of that too, if you're in my Facebook group, that's what we're going to be talking about, you right. know? So like, right. if you need to support from a distance and like, 
you know it's there and you're glad it's happening, but you don't want to be around it, that's 100% okay. Um, and honestly, I push a lot of people toward things like Courage 365, where it's not as much in those details, but it's mm-hmm. more on the on the helpful side of things. And uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about that because I, I kind of connected with uh, the 30 Days of Courage last year because I, I spoke yeah. at the event. Um, and looking at the lineup, I was like, Oh man, <laughs> this is a lot of really amazing people. <laughs> and then it's like, there's Eric right there. Um, tell tell me a little bit about like how that functions uh, for our listeners and what they can expect jumping into this year's 30 Days of Courage. Well, when I choose my lineup of speakers, um, it's very intentional. So the fact that you are on our lineup of speakers means that I regard you very highly. And so, um, you know, yes, there were also other awesome people, but I think you're an awesome person too. Um, <laughs> I'm just no Leah it. Remini. I'm sorry, but uh, well, I know that was a year before, <laughs> Remini, but so. <laughs> that's very true. Very true. Yeah. So I try to choose a mix of people with different backgrounds, different experiences and different identities. Um, so we do our best to diversify the conversation with white people, people of color, men and women survivors. Um, we uh, try to have queer people involved in the conversation. And so that is really important because we know that abuse affects all of us, um, meaning all identities. And so it's not just white women who experience abuse. And so we try to broaden it so people are reflected in our speaker lineup. We also try to have people from unique perspectives that are going to give insights that are really going to empower and move and shift the conversation but also the healing trajectory of our audience. So for instance, this year, we have a intimacy coordinator who is a Hollywood actress turned intimacy coordinator. And she actually shows up on like blockbuster film sets and is like, hey, I'm gonna help you basically choreograph these sex scenes in a way that is safe, consensual, and where everybody feels comfortable. And so what I'm interested from her is, what can this speaker teach our audience about relationships and consent? And so Sarah Scott is gonna be one of our speakers. So we try to find somebody who has a really unique experience and then how they can then apply that to our survivor audience who might not be a Hollywood star. Um, so it's it's a very precise um, way that we go about and we try to mix up the speaker lineup every year, but it's always in mind with what can our audience take away that is actionable and empowering. Yeah, I really like that um, side of things because it is a very diverse lineup of people. Um, and every year it's, I mean, it seems like there's, I don't want to say better and better speakers, but it seems like the lineup just makes sense for that period of time. And maybe that's Mm -hmm. just my personal um, thing, but I know last year you had David Hayward, you know, he's better known as naked pastor on Instagram and uh, you know, he's an artist and has really written a lot of really helpful stuff on the journey of deconstruction. And like, I know that was a conversation piece that was all throughout last year. You know, that was kind of the word of the year, I think in evangelical or evangelical circles, 
And so it just seems like it's always really timely. It seems like this year it's going to be uh, just as timely. Uh, and I'm looking forward to the lineup uh, on that front. Um, I am curious with the shift to being the 30 days. And I love that it's a long format. There's something to look forward to every single week. Would you ever go back to doing a live version of this or a live event? Or would it feel like a step backwards now with how much momentum these uh, online events have done? You know, that's a really good question. And I don't know what the board will decide on this. But what we had started seeding in the past before uh, COVID-19 happened was we had launched our first Courage Conversation mini event. And so what I would love to see is that we're able to empower leaders in local communities to draw in their local experts to become speakers in their community for like a one day or half day event. And that would do several things. One, it would allow people to hear information that they normally wouldn't, but also it would help them get really connected into their own community, know what resources are available there. And uh, sort of like if you've seen like TED Talks um, and then TEDx events. So we were kind of had this idea of almost like the TEDx event of Courage Conference type thing. Um, we may go back and do an in-person event that's large and people can come from across the country. But something that we found without a critique was that a lot of times survivors of abuse also have financial struggles because PTSD affects us on a daily basis many times. And so it can affect our um, ability to um, be consistent in jobs sometimes. It can affect our ability to travel because of autoimmune disorders and those types of things. Um, and then also when people come to the event, they would have a great weekend and they would bond and they would find new connections with people that they would be able to stay in touch with online, but then they'd go back home and they would feel alone and isolated. So I'm not saying we'll never do like a, a national conference again, but as we're looking at the needs of survivors, what we're seeing more and more is that people are feeling alone in their own communities. And if we can get these grassroots, like small mini events popping up all over the country, I think that's going to fulfill that need for in-person connection while also helping people have long-term success in the movement in their communities. Yeah. I mean, online's just changed the game in so many ways. And that's something I loved about the last 30 days of courage is that in the group, you know, obviously I presented, I wasn't able to watch every speaker. I watched a lot of replays, mm -hmm. um, but it was so cool seeing people in the comments connecting and talking about things and finding shared experiences and helpful tools that they were going back and forth with. And that's still continuing within the Facebook group, you know, to this day. And so there's a lot of opportunity there, a lot of ability online to to connect with people. And like I said, um, I think you do a really good job of coordinating those types of conversation. Um, you know, for me, like I said, I content creation takes a long time, takes a yeah. lot of work. And yes. so when it comes to like curation, that's like the part that's like really difficult for me. And so it's, it's one of the things I love that you emphasize. I love that there's so many tools in place. There's resources, connection opportunities. Um, and I want to, I want to talk about that because you mentioned the board. Um, and I haven't mm -hmm. formally announced this at all. <laughs> um, 
and uh and we could talk about why but um you know uh, I just recently joined the board of uh, Courage 365, which I'm I'm pretty excited about, um, and I'm excited about it because it's a it's a board that's a working board. So I'm helping assist with some of this stuff and work on the marketing side. Um, I mean, I want to talk a little bit just about that partnership, uh, why we connected there, um, and you know, kind of what that relationship looks like, uh, kind of moving forward. Your name had come up. Um to be on the board a couple times and we're still a small board and though our work has existed since 2016 our actual nonprofit we were under a fiscal sponsor for the first couple years and then we became our own nonprofit um, in 2020 and so particularly in the beginning there's just like a lot of pieces you have to throw together and you have to kind of go lean and mean and just kind of like not broaden too much just so you can go fast and get things together but as we've stabilized we're like okay who can we bring on to the board that would be able to have different skill sets that could really help us grow help us connect with the survivor community in new ways because kind of as you talked about in the beginning you have certain strengths well, I have certain strengths and I'm very aware of what my strengths are, but I'm equally, if not more so aware of what my weaknesses are. Right. <laughs> and so uh, I believe that as a leader, that's really something that is important is to know your strengths, but to know your weaknesses and not to try to play in your weaknesses mm -hmm. um, as much as possible, you know, to to be able to delegate to people who know those fields to yield to people who are experts in those areas. And so we are we have created a board with people who have expertise in all different areas. So Tasha Hunter, she is a licensed therapist, and we are so honored to have her on the team because she comes at things from this professional therapy standpoint and is really able to give deep insight. You, of course, like you said, marketing, understanding content strategy, because whether we like it or not, that's the day and age that we live in. And if we want to get this message out to survivors, we have to stay relevant in media um, to be able to, to reach people with the tools that we create. Maureen Garcia, she is our um, safety strategist. She really helps with the, the safety aspect, but she's also the one who's creating a lot of the resources. So for instance, she is in the development phase right now of creating a free resource for survivors called What I Wish I Knew Before I Left. And it is going to be this amazing compilation of survivors from our community giving advice about what they wish they knew before they left and then backed up by um, experts and when I say experts, I mean people who have like degrees in this. And so anyway, um, there's that. And then my husband, Will, he's just been like a rock for courage since the beginning. Myself, I'm the executive director. And so I'm kind of the face of things and kind of doing the big vision portion. And then Lyria Forsyth, she, um, she, really helps us make sure that we're doing things by processes and procedures that are going to help us um, streamline and also 
stay above reproach because that's like a big thing that's important to us is I've seen so many organizations you start out like, hey, we want to help people. And then you find out, oh, my gosh, their books are a mess or, you know, whatever. Um, And I don't think I mentioned Ebony Withers. Uh, She's she's going to be our treasurer. And she also is very skilled with Facebook groups in particular. So working with this, it's like the dream team, honestly, coming together to be able to help survivors and grow our reach. Um, Because when we create a resource, that's powerful. But if nobody hears about it, then um, it's it's not as effective. Yeah, 100%. And and you just, I mean, you mentioned everybody's role and like how good they are in their their positions. And yeah, again, it's just it's going to be really helpful. I think moving forward, I'm I'm going to be a lot more active. I think promoting uh, my position. One one of the things when you reached out, and it's funny because working in an organization, you know, there's so many things that I think because we came from like church culture, we're like hesitant yes. to talk about or like don't want to or like don't want to be this type of thing. And right. uh, when you reached out and we're like, oh, we're looking for board members, I was like. I don't know if I want to have like a title, you know, like a board, like board member. It sounds way too official for the the person I am, you know, or, or even just structuring or building something like we've seen it done poorly so much. And yeah. after we talked for probably an hour, you know, like there was enough for me to see where I could step in, help. Um, and also um, it gives me an opportunity to really work closely with an organization that I feel comfortable sending mm-hmm. people to. Um, because that's one of the the hardest things that I, I think, you know, sometimes people reach out to me and I'm sure they do to you as well. Um, or at least early on, you know, sharing your story where it's like, hey, can you help me directly? And it's like, I'm not a therapist. Um right. as much as I could try to pretend to be one, I'm not. And <laughs> I'm not going to be able to help you in any real way. Um, you know, I'm I'm very comfortable, you know, for anybody listening, I'm very comfortable um, with the idea that I'm helping people by letting people share their stories. Like that's, mm-hmm. if I can be a conduit to letting people share their stories that might help somebody, that's great. If I can be uh, your news bringer of things that are happening, so you can be aware of certain things, that's great. Um, when it comes to helping you work through the effects of trauma, when it comes to some of these other topics, I can't do that. Like not even that I don't want to do that um, or right. don't have the time to do that, which is also true. I don't have time to do that for everybody that reaches out, but I just am unable to do that. I'm unable to create all these resources. And so I love that I have a, an organization I can point people to that also won't pretend to do those things. It'll find the right people to help uh, in those different areas. And so um, if you're listening, I mean, just keep an eye out because I'll be posting more uh, and more about that. And uh I mean, check out Courage 365 because you'll probably see some more posts over there that I'm connected <laughs> to. So one way or another, uh, I will reach your screens. Um, but I, I'm just really excited. And I think we're at the beginning of building something big. I know there's things you've talked about that um, haven't been announced yet that I'm excited about that are going to be going to be really helpful. Um, but for, for the immediate time, I think the best way for people to get introduced is 30 Days of Courage. So just just one more time, what's the best way for someone to connect with that? What's the best link to go check out, register, and uh, right. be ready to roll for that? Yeah. So 30 Days of Courage is happening October 1st through the 30th. It's going to be inside our Facebook group, completely free. We've got speakers every week. We've got support groups uh, every week. We've got... Um, 
self-care challenges. This is one of the things that I love to see because people do the self-care challenges. They'll post about it in the group. It's a great conversation starter. And then there's prizes you can win if you do your self-care challenge. So it's like win-win, like whether you actually get the prize or not, like you're taking care of yourself. So that really is the prize. Um, but again, all of this is happening October 1st through the 30th, and you can find it by searching our Facebook group or more directly by going to courage365.org slash 30. So the word 30, courage365.org slash the word 30. And there you'll see the speaker lineup. We've got a panel this year in addition to our speakers where they're going to be spouses of survivors. So if you are like, hey, my spouse really needs this because I don't know about you, but my husband, he's he's a dream. And also it's like, wow, he's he's put up with a lot with my trauma popping up. So it's we're taking care of the survivors and we're taking care of the people that help take care of the survivors. So it's gonna be really epic. So in case you missed that, it's a free event. It doesn't require anything other than you to join a Facebook group. You're gonna get tips that are gonna help you improve your life in big ways. And you might get rewarded for doing that. So there's no reason not to sign up. Okay. It's free, which is the best price ever. Um, and there's a lot of opportunities that are going to help you in a big way. Just the content alone. I mean, if you're listening, if you listen to this podcast, I mean, this is like, again, the dream team of guest speakers. I mean, there's, you have a survivor from Hillsong that's coming out. You have this intimacy coordinator coming in. You've got a huge lineup. You've got this panel. There's a lot of great opportunities for people to connect. And if if something doesn't apply to you, the next week's is going to apply to you in a big way. So um, definitely go check it out. There's a link in the show notes. And like I said, keep an eye out on this page. Uh, I'm going to be sharing quite a bit about uh, this event, sharing some more information just about uh, all the amazing things that are happening with Courage 365 and uh, look forward to everything coming up in the future. It's going to be exciting. Thank you for listening to the Preacher Boys podcast. If you appreciated the content on the show, please leave a review on iTunes and don't forget to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the handle at Preacher Boys Doc. Additional information can always be found on PreacherBoysDoc.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.